Hello, everybody. Welcome to Coffee at LCG. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are glad you're with us. We sure love doing this. It's episode 19. We are going I think it's to 20. Oh wow! Is it not? Well, we had a little moment last week. Okay, well, where well, somebody checked. No. On Will no saying. No applause. No cheers. No nothing. Will said it was yeah. episode 18, and somebody said, "Let me check it." There's 19 episodes online, and Will said one of those is an intro. Mm-hmm. So, oh, same oh, oh, yeah, yeah, same yeah. Thing. That's all I heard this morning. So next on the podcast was so saying it was me. Everybody's gonna think I this think. is a repeat. They're gonna like, well, they started this one the exact same, wow. talking about okay. which episode. How about yep. we just start over? Nope, no cuts, <laughs> no cuts, no edits. Yeah, Maybe we like the raw footage. <laughs> this is episode 18. And we're going to close out our series on identity in Christ. Uh, one of the most important things you could ever know about yourself. No, I'm going to take that back. The most important yeah. thing you could ever know about yourself is knowing your identity in Christ. Actually, I want to say something about that and then jump into what coffee we're drinking. Okay. Uh, talk about knowing your identity in Christ. You know, there's this great moment with Jesus on, on the Mount of Transfiguration. And afterwards, the Peter is there, and he has this moment where he says, who do you say I am? And the disciples that were there, Peter, James, and John, say, well, some say Elijah, some say John. Jesus says, but who do you say I am? And Peter, this is after spending, we don't know exactly how long, but it was probably a couple years at this point. Who do you say I am? And Peter says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. At that point in time, he's known as Simon. When he has this revelation on who Jesus is, Jesus looks at him and says, and you are Peter, changing his name, which means rock. And he says, on this rock, I'll build my kingdom. Mm -hmm. And I just love that because so many people in the world, you hear him say, I'm just trying to find myself, just doing me right now. I'm just focusing on myself, getting centered. I love that it was when Peter or Simon kind of left himself behind and spent a pretty long period of time just pursuing Jesus. He has this revelation on who Jesus is, and then Jesus says, now let me tell you your identity. Mm -hmm. And man, if people would spend less time trying to figure out who they were, more time trying to figure out the nature of God, or even who they are in Christ, man, it would change your life. It is the most important thing you could ever know about yourself. Yeah, It is the most important thing. We're going to talk about it. One more time this week. Close it out. In the meantime, what are we all drinking? <laughs> Why don't we start with Lisa? Well, I'm drinking uh, cold brew nope. <laughs> with lavender nope. and oat milk. No, it's not it's a cold a brew. What is it? I ordered it for you. Oh, well, I didn't order it. I didn't know it. <laughs> you order, You say I order the okay. same thing every well, week. Well, then why do you even ask? But even last week, you knew you didn't have a cold brew. You said oh. lavender latte. Okay, lavender latte. Half the sweet. You know the use. Yeah, but why did you all of a sudden think it was a cold brew? It's your coffee order. Well, I don't know. <laughs> all right. How about we go across to the couch, people? I've got a iced Americano, <laughs> just black. I'm the only one that has something different. I like it. Say it. I have a iced matcha. It's been pretty good. I disagree with one thing. What? You're not the only person that has something different. Oh, you got something different? I have an iced Americano, 
But this week, I put a little honey, oh. a very little bit of honey, and a little bit of oat milk. Yeah, I saw okay. that you had something different in it. I thought it was caramel. No, just a little bit of honey. And it's funny because it's cold, which just means it kind of clumps up. Uh, yeah, it except doesn't. for after a while, it finally <laughs> kind of dissolves and you can yeah. taste it here at the end. Really? The only way that's good is if you tell them before and they shake it up. I agree. Mm. Yeah. But I wanted it a little bit. And also my coffee is special because on my cup, we used it for an advertisement. It's, <laughs> it says coffee at FCG and it's going to be one of those when we put the oat milk in, you could see it. I like it. So mm-hmm. coming soon to our social media feed, you're going to love this. Yep. Just wait till you see this. <laughs> well, actually, it would have already been up for a week. Yeah. You know. Ooh. Shout out. Y'all are in the future. Yeah. Y'all are in or the wait, future. Or wait, are we in the future? We're in the future. And if you're listening to this, huh. you're in the future too. Hey, we made it. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. Good job. <laughs> we made it. We made it. And uh, well, this has been fun. Um, identity in Christ. I, I believe last week we talked about faith. We talked about faith and belief and how, uh, I, I believe it was last week. We talked about how you don't have to fake it till you make it because man, with, when you know who you are in Christ, you can really be free. I asked everybody earlier, I, I asked if I could, if it was be a good time for me to share part of my testimony on this, on this episode today, because it was really getting the revelation of who I was in Christ that changed my life so much. Um, there's a little more, there, there's a little more to it, but it centers around who you are in Christ. Uh, I, I never really had a wild side uh, when I was a kid, meaning I didn't, I didn't want to party in high school. My kids make fun of me when they hear me say that. Cause they say, uh, you weren't even in high school. You were homeschooled. That's not all the way true. I was homeschooled for two years of middle school. I was in the good old public school system of Gaston County for all the years of high school. And uh, obviously I could have partied just about anybody could party in high school. I didn't do that. I legitimately just wanted to serve the Lord. Me and my friends, my closest friends were all a part of church. Uh, our church, they were all in our youth group and our Friday nights consisted of uh, renting a movie from Blockbuster, not a bad one, usually a good one, like like a PG or something like that, or maybe the newest action movie if we got permission from our parents. And then we'd break into the church building <laughs> and put it on our church's big screen, order a pizza and watch the movie. And then after the movie, I kid you not, we pulled out our church notes and we would compare notes from the previous week's message and talk about what what our pastor, my dad, was saying and, and pray together. And uh, we also wanted to be in a Christian ska band, so that was also <laughs> a thing. Um, but that was what the weekends were like. We, I mean, I, I really just wanted to serve the Lord. I knew from the time I was a kid I wanted to serve the Lord. I wanted to be in ministry. Didn't even want to go to a big university. I just wanted to go. Um, I wanted to just do like Bible college. I wanted to study the Word. So despite all that, when I was 15 years old, I was at a summer camp and heard a minister. I'm sure he meant well, but one of the things he said was, and this is, I'm just going to say this up front. I hope you don't do this. If you do, man, be free from this. This was a horrible, horrible thing. But he said to, uh, in case you died in your sleep without asking for forgiveness of your sin, write a list down of all your sin that you commit on a regular basis. And every night before bed, go down that list. 
Mm. If you wrote the word disrespect on there, think mm. about every time that day you were disrespectful and ask God to mm. forgive you. I was 15 and I bought into this hook, line, and sinker. I made a list. I mean, it had the word disrespect on it. It had the word lust on it. And I would go through and think of every lustful thought I had that day of a 15-year-old boy, even like to the point of like, I wanted to play video games today when instead I should have been doing homework. Not even, I didn't even play video games. It was, I wanted to. That's lustful thought. That's wanting something you shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Lord, forgive me for wanting to play video games today when I should have been doing my homework. I did this every night of my life for a couple of years. It was all consuming. And you know what it was doing? It was me focusing on my identity Mm -hmm. as a sinner, as a person born into sin. It was me focusing on my human nature and how rotten I was. And it made me feel rotten. It actually made me feel like I was separated from God. 15, 16 years old, all I wanted to do was serve the Lord. Yet my idea of God was that he was mad at me, was that he looked at me like I was disgusting, like he he was going to send me to hell if I didn't think of every mistake I made that day and ask him to forgive me. That is nowhere in the Bible. When we confess <laughs> that, that you did that too? I didn't, I don't know if, I'm sure I've told you in some way, but I didn't write a list, but every single night I would fall asleep repenting, like recounting every attitude I had every, and so I would just do it until I fell asleep and hope that was good enough. (laughs) Like if you, if I finally fell asleep, that means I probably covered them all. Yeah, I'm like at peace, so. And you know, it's funny, you can't cover them all. Yeah. We've talked about this a whole lot lately. This has come up a lot lately, but the Bible says that anything not of faith is sin. sin. Yeah. So if you really want to ask the Lord to forgive you of all your sin, then it's got to be every time you were fearful of, of something uh, in, in the world, every time you had a worrisome thought, every time, I mean, what, 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 anything not of faith, I mean, that's a big deal. The point is not to condemn you. The point is to show you what you have been set free from, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And I, I was so focused on myself. I know, Brittany, you relate. Sometimes Lisa hears this testimony and she goes, I can't relate. I did not grow up like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> you did not, <laughs> which is great. No. You did not grow up feeling guilty and condemned for everything you did. You, you, were, you didn't hear that message like I did when I was 15. Mm-hmm. I did not either. No. no. I, did, I don't know that I heard a message. I just, <clears throat> I don't know if I want to get, I mean, you were in the middle of a story. It's all right. We got 30 minutes. <laughs> I just, um, I remember like growing up and being in different, um, services, especially youth ones. And like, if there was Q and a, which we did a lot, there was one time it felt like, um, the pastoral staff, like didn't know how to answer people's questions. And that's always been why I've like now being on a pastoral staff, like I will ask the Lord questions or like dig into the word for an answer because it's important to me. Mm-hmm. And so I remember once <clears throat> someone saying like, what does it mean to be at peace? And like, they did not know how to answer. <laughs> and which is just so funny um, because the word literally tells us, but they said, I guess like when you can go to sleep at night and just, you know, like not have to worry about anything you've done or anything like like they just, it was just kind of like a little rambly about like going to sleep at night. And so I would, I, I kind of thought like, yeah, like you have to be in repentance fully. Mm-hmm. Like your conscience has to be clean. Like 
to be at peace. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. And I never like heard a sermon like you did. Yeah. But I heard like, okay, I was taught, um, there was a girl in my youth group who was struggling with um, suicidal tendencies or I don't, I think she made an attempt or maybe two. Mm. And I remember the discussion being like, would she go to hell if mm. she, you know, was to? And they were like, yeah, for sure. Oh, no. And <laughs> that's what kind of like got me on this path of like, oh, you have to be in repentance mm. for everything. And I remember asking <clears throat> like, well, what if you're like going 35, like we talked about that yeah. last night, but like, I literally remember saying that I was like 16. I'm like, well, what if I'm going like 30? five and a 30 and they're like well i guess like yeah that's sin i'm like oh lordy meaning what if you're going 35 miles per hour in a 30 mm-hmm. mile per hour zone Get maybe pass away in a yeah. car wreck without repenting yeah if hell. people were honest hell. with themselves that's yeah. the same concept they would talk about that that is the same concept as saying well the person that commits suicide yeah. doesn't have time to ask for forgiveness well neither did that person who died on right. impact, speeding a little bit. And it just then like became, after that, I, I remember being like, that cannot be right. No, no it is not And right. they were like, well, I guess like the Lord just kind of like makes decisions, which is like. Uh, makes him sound psychotic. Psychotic. Or like, like that, or predestined, wishy-washy. Because really, that would be like playing into predestination of like, mm. well, I'm the one picking and choosing here. Like, because at that point it wouldn't matter what any of us did. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Anyways, I like I'm just saying all that to say that I went to bed every uh-huh. night repenting. Well, and trying to recount what I did that. You know, day. Brittany brought something up just now, and if you're a person who has lost somebody to suicide, mm. and you have never heard somebody say uh, that person did not go to hell if they yeah. were a Christian, hear us say it now. That is not in the Bible. Nowhere does it say that suicide sends you to hell. Uh, if if people who died yeah. with unrepentant sin went to hell, everybody but Jesus would just about be in hell. Yeah. Uh, the blood covers all sin one time, once and for all. And that is your identity in Christ, that you are forgiven, you are set free. And that is the message that ended up setting me free. It, uh, I might have misspoke. If I said it was a message from a pulpit that I heard, it, or if that's what I, if it sounded like I was implying, it actually wasn't. The message that night at summer camp, I don't remember, but this was... Uh, one of the younger camp counselors in between services leading a Bible study in our boys' bunker said, oh, hey, wow. he's like, hey, if I was you guys, what I would do personally is write a list of sins. Mm. Wow. This is like probably some 17-year-old kid yeah. or something, like one of the older kids. And I just bought into it. Didn't look it up. Didn't look it up for myself. I asked my dad, who was my pastor, if this was a good idea. He probably would have said no. But who wants to... Wow. Uh, who wants to show their parents a list of their sins, their sin, right? Yeah. Um, well, and you, I think that that's sometimes how, like, that's why I try to be super careful as, you know, a youth pastor, what we say, because sometimes it's just a passing statement that's it. That's that it. will change someone's life. Yeah. Or, like, I remember, or somebody, like, see something on, this is the silliest, like, this is so stupid, this example. But I saw a TikTok the other day that this girl was like back in the early 2000s when they were pushing Mary Kay, you know, like it was oh, a yeah. huge thing. She said that um, she went to one of those Mary Kay parties, which I've been to. They call them like spa nights or something. And they convince you that your skin will have a horrible reaction if you use like several different <sighs> brands of skincare. Oh. So she's like, 
now I'm 30 years old and I just learned that <laughs> it will not mess up my skin to use several. And I know that's a goofy example, <laughs> no, but not. I just feel like when you're talking to people, it's so important to watch what you say yeah, because it, it can like stay with someone for years. So when I was 12, I, I started making my dad coffee in the mornings. Um, to get, help him get out of bed to get us to school. And one day I took a cup of coffee into his room and I said, uh, he, he said, what are you doing with that coffee? And I said, just having a cup of coffee with my dad. He says, no, 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 you don't need to drink coffee till you're 16. That was one comment. I took it as my dad's word of, uh, like, oh, I shouldn't drink coffee for four more years. I made him coffee every day for four years. I smelled it, wanted a cup of coffee every day and never took one sip. And then on my 16th birthday, I made him a cup. And after four years, I walked into his room, gave him his coffee and had a cup of coffee. And he did it so again. Funny. What are you doing? And I said, just having a cup of coffee with my dad. I sat there and I drank it, took sips real slow. And after like five minutes, he looked at me and said, son, what are you doing? Why are you still sitting here? And I said, it's my birthday. I'm just drinking coffee for the first time. And he goes, why? What? Why is it your first time? And I said, you told me four years ago I couldn't drink coffee till I was 16. And he says, I never said that. I said, <laughs> I know you said that. And he said, I never said it. And he swore he never said that. I said, I know you said it because I thought about it every day for four years. That is so funny. He didn't even remember saying it, but it was a passing comment <laughs> that yeah. I took to heart. Yeah. It's probably why I love coffee so much now. I'm like, I had to <laughs> yeah, wait four years. I can get years. it whenever I want. Yeah. I can have it four times a day if I want. <laughs> probably, probably shouldn't. shouldn't. No, yeah. but, no. Well, mm. So it was the message of who I was in Christ, of what I, who I was on the inside, what God has done for us, right? So his, his Jesus, we know as believers, lived for us, died for us, forgave our sins, took a punishment that we deserved on himself. And I, it, I was, it was right around my 18th birthday, I heard uh, Andrew Womack, who we all talk about so much, but he's had such a big influence on us. I heard him speak on identity in Christ. He said, most of the things Christians are trying to achieve and trying to get from God, they already have. That was the first time I ever heard that. He said, you're praying for more faith? You already have all the faith you need. You're praying for peace? You've already been given peace. You're praying for joy? You've already been praying. For, you've already been, have joy. Do Are you praying for forgiveness? You've already been forgiveness. And that caught my attention. Wait, what do you mean I've already been forgiven? He said, your past, your present, your future sins have already been forgiven. And I'm thinking, he like he read my thoughts. I'm thinking, how can my future sins be forgiven? I haven't even done them yet. And he says, <laughs> he says to the whole crowd, you better be glad your future sins are forgiven. Because when Jesus died on the cross, technically all your sins were future sins. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Our God, who has seen the end from the beginning, knowing you, knowing you, knowing who, who you were, knowing every part of your life, willingly still went to the cross, yeah. laid his life down and forgave you. The second you say yes to Jesus, you receive that forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And then there's no point in sitting down, kneeling beside your bed for two hours a night, yeah. focusing on your sinfulness, your your mess ups. Yeah. What I started doing that night was I threw that list away. I ripped it up and there was some fear and some trembling because I felt like I was ripping my ticket to heaven up, <laughs> but I ripped it up and I threw it away. And for the first time, I laid down in bed and had a peaceful night's sleep. The mm. first time in years. And it was because that question, how do you get peace? <laughs> how do you get peace? 
instead of focusing on my mistakes, Mm -hmm. my failures, I lay down in bed the first night. All I could get out was thank you, Jesus, Mm -hmm. because I was scared. But I said, thank you, Jesus. I had a peaceful night's sleep and it changed my life focusing on him, Mm -hmm. what he did for me. When you focus on your identity in Christ, what you're really focusing on is is Jesus Mm -hmm. because your identity in Christ looks just like him. Mm -hmm. Your identity in Christ, your spirit looks just like his spirit, the same power that rose him from the dead, the same Holy Spirit that dwelled in him, that that led him, that that gave him answers and that 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 drove him is on the inside of me. And that is my identity in Christ. Uh, I, I was just saying this recently from the pulpit that <clears throat> so many people quote this scripture, my righteousness is as filthy rags, right? Yeah. Uh, and then they stop there. But that scripture goes on to say, but in Christ, yeah. Yeah. I'm forgiven. I'm in Christ. We are set free. We're made new. Um, yes, that's again my paraphrasing, but there's a second part to that. Yeah. It's that yes, we have all sinned, we've all fallen short of the glory of God, right? But in Christ, we are made new. And as we focus on who we are in Him, our identity in Christ, we walk in peace, we walk in freedom, mm-hmm. we are set free from m- misery, from a guilty conscience. And yeah. It, and this isn't about, we were talking about repentance earlier today. It's not about repentance. Repentance and forgiveness are different. Repentance means you turn away from your sin, you change your life. I'm a fan of that. We're all fans of that. We need to repent in our lives when we notice shortcomings. But as far as forgiveness goes, we've been forgiven one time, yeah. once yeah. and for all. And now we can walk in true freedom. And you have to keep remembering that. You mm-hmm. have to keep focusing on that. That one day when I was 18 wouldn't have been enough now that I'm 40. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I have to keep remembering who I am in Christ. I have to keep reminding myself of my identity in Him. Forgiven, loved, yeah. right? Chosen, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a son. You know, um, me and Will had a bit of a d- d- disagreement last week because... He thinks I over-explain, and I think he under-explains. <laughs> but you mm-hmm. just said something um, I was hoping you could explain a little bit more to anyone who hasn't heard this before. What do you mean when you say our spirit looks like Jesus? Oh, right. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a good question. Good. Um, I like to start from the beginning. And the Bible says that God made man <laughs> in his image. Mm-hmm. One of the things we know about God is that he is a three-part God, the Trinity, the mm-hmm. Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And so I, when I was younger, I would just think that being made in God's image means he probably looks like a human. Like if yeah. we go to heaven, he's not he going to be... Like us. Yeah. Right, he's not going to be like a, a blob or something that, that with arms and legs. No, he's going to look like us, but there's a little more to it than that. Uh, he also created people as three-part beings. Best way I can explain it is we are three parts, spirit, soul, and body. Obviously, our body is the part of us you see. It's going to go into grave one day. It is not going to live forever, but there is a part of us that lives forever. That part is our spirit. Mm -hmm. And there's another part that's in between, connects our spirit to our body, and that would be our soul. A lot of people describe the soul as mind, will, and emotions. And and, and if you want to know where this is in the scripture, I believe first. Um, is it Thessalonians 5.23, I believe? Maybe Kat can look that Kat up. Kat can check that reference. <laughs> but check. I do think it's First Thessalonians 5.23. Paul says, I pray your whole spirit, soul, and body hmm. are made whole on the day of judgment. Uh, I believe is what it says. But 
we are a three-part being. Uh, you can describe our soul as our mind, will, and emotions. It connects our body to our spirit. Mm-hmm. There's another scripture that says that we are born again. We are made new creatures. And if you read that verse, thinking about the part, three parts of us, our bodies don't look any different after we get saved. Our mind might be influenced by, by the Lord more, but for the most part, we still have the same thoughts. We mm-hmm. have the same personality. That's not made new. It's actually, uh, uh, but our spirit, which is born into sin, is made new upon salvation. This third yeah. part of us is a new creation. It's a new creature. It is the Holy Spirit of God. The Sunday school version is when you ask a kid, where does Jesus live? And they say, in my heart. Right. Right. Uh, if you want to get technical, the Holy Spirit, one part of God, Jesus's spirit does live inside of us. It completely replaces our spirit that we're born with. And, and, and then it's our job to allow his spirit within us to influence our thoughts, our personality, which would be our soul, and then to eventually influence our body, which is, I believe, how we can walk in healing, right? We've been healed by the stripes of Jesus. We got to get that healing working from our spirit through our soul into our body. Mm-hmm. The same way we need to let our spirit influence our actions, right? We can be saved and not act saved. Yeah. We can be saved and still live like the world. Yeah. Right. But when we allow that salvation, our spirit to influence us through our soul, our mind, will, and emotions, our body, our actions even line up with who we are in Christ. It's probably a whole yeah. series we should do yeah. about spirit, soul, and body. Uh, you could also say it this way. Our spirit becomes a new creation and gets saved yeah. when we receive Jesus. Our soul, our mind, will, and emotions kind of need saving and renewal mm-hmm. every day, right? And our body will one day be renewed when we get yeah. new bodies in heaven. So our body will be saved one day. Our soul needs it every day. Yeah. Our spirit is saved one time, once and for all, mm-hmm. sealed until the day of judgment. Amen. Yeah. That's the part of us so that good. looks just like Jesus. And some something that you mentioned earlier, which is a different topic too, kind of about hardness of heart. But when you were talking about your identity can be so in your sin that when that happens, you're focused on your sin all the time. Your heart starts to forget, starts to get hard towards what the word says mm-hmm. about you and who you really are. And the opposite can happen when your identity is like rooted in the word. You can get so hard towards sin yeah. that you don't want any part of it. You don't want to act like mm-hmm. that. You don't want to do those things. And that's what Paul was talking about in Romans when he said, okay, so basically this is what grace is. Um, and does that mean that you can just go and do whatever you want? God forbid, like, no, you know, you, you should not want to do that because you should, you should get to the point where your heart is so turned off to the fact of like, I don't want to live that way. I don't want to be that person. I want to be who the word says that I am. That's my true identity. Sin does not change God's opinion of you, but it can change your um, heart towards the Lord. Yeah. It will, ch- it will yep. change your heart. Yes, it will. You know, I like Andrew, when he talks about Andrew Womack, who we are always going to talk about, but when he, t- when he says it, he's like, I mean, if he's real country, you know, if you're in sin, quit it. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm not saying you should sin. Good advice. And I just heard, listened to him this morning. He said that, but, um, yeah, I, it took just, 
kind of closing this out and going back to what BJ was talking about. Um, repentance is so important and it's so good, but if you, it's because if the Lord points something out to you and you realize like, man, I have not been doing that right. Like just repent and move on. You don't have to go to bed every night and repent of all your sins that day does not change. I always use this example with the kids, but like Will and I are married. We have done right by each other and we've done wrong by each other. But man, when I do wrong by him, I want to apologize and not because he would divorce me over it. (laughs) It's just because, you know, it's a good thing to do. You should, you should repent and you should not be in sin. But man, if you are, it will change your heart towards the Lord. It will It'll harden your heart every time. So even just a little bit, (laughs) get it out. But man, when you focus on who you are, just quit it in Christ, your identity, it will set you free. And, and, and like Peter started off talking like that, man, when you, when you focus on who he is and who he is within you, your identity in him, mm-hmm. and you find yourself better than you can ever find yourself by just doing me right now or by, <laughs> I don't, uh, so many people, I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm just waiting on the father to tell me what to do. I'm just waiting on blah, blah, blah. No more waiting. Just know who you are in Christ. Be confident and let yeah. Jesus say, and now you are Peter. On this rock, I'll build my kingdom. Yeah. Here, here's 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 what you're called. Anyway, we could talk about that all day too. But this has been the closeout of Identity in Christ. And uh, man, come see us at our church. We're yeah. all here all the time. We'd love to meet you in person. If, if you're not in a church that encourages you and that gives you the word, why are you there? Church alive is worth the drive. Yeah. I'm not, it sounds harsh a little bit sometimes. I'm not sitting here telling you to leave your church, right? I would never do that. Um, but man. if this is the only time that you're getting information like this, yeah, you know, this is sometime. what we talk about every yeah. week. So it, it would be worth being in a community uh, like this. Next you know. week will be a hot topic. Hot topic coming in. Lisa, what's the theme song? Hot topic. There we go. We're going to get sued. That's it. All right, guys. So on the count of three, we're going to say goodbye. And we are looking forward to seeing you next week or you hearing us next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, come see us soon over in Gastonia, 2226 Shaw Avenue, Freedom Church, Gastonia. One, two, three. Bye. Bye-bye. See you later. <laughs> Bye-bye. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us for Coffee at FCG. We are so thankful for you, and we would love to hear from you. So if you want to get in touch with us, send us a message, whatever you want to do, info at fcgastonia.com. If you'd like to give to our church, uh, obviously we're a, we're a church, so it's a nonprofit status. You'll get a giving statement at the end of the year. You can go to our website, fcgastonia.com and hit the giving link right there. Um, it's a great way for you to, it's a great place for you to sow. So we would love to hear from you. Just conversation. Let us know your prayer needs. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about. But uh, we are so glad you're with us and we will hear from you soon. You'll hear from us soon.